It's time for StoryCorps Oklahoma. I'm Ryan LaCroix. Learning her child had been murdered was Dr. Maggie Zingman's worst nightmare. She came to the StoryCorps mobile booth in Oklahoma City to talk about the lessons she learned in her continued quest to find her daughter's killer. I called her Tuesday night, didn't get an answer. Called her Wednesday night, didn't get an answer, but I knew she had late classes. So I said on Thursday night, I called and left the typical mom message, Brittany, please call me. I know you're okay, but I want you to let me know you're okay. And the next morning, there was a knock on my door at 1 a.m. and a police officer knocked on the door and he said, are you Brittany's mother? And I said, Brittany who? And he said, Brittany Phillips. And I said, yes, I am. He said, you need to call Tulsa police. Your daughter's been murdered. And handed me a piece of paper and left. And that was my first shock. And I called a friend, and she and her husband came up and drove me down about halfway to back to Tulsa, um, where Brittany was murdered. And when I got there, I walked into the apartment. The door was open. I walked in. And nobody was around. And then a police officer came out of the back bedroom. And, yeah, I, I just was in shock, and he could see that. And I asked where she was, thinking she was there. And he said no. And this was only about four or five hours after being notified. And he told me, no, they've already ID'd her by her um, license, and she's already down at the ME, so you won't be able to see her. So again, it was another sort of awareness. I mean, I didn't know anything about my rights, so I didn't say anything. Um, and soon, about a couple hours later, while I was there just sort of sitting in shock, a detective by the name of Jeff Felton came, and he was ended up being a godsend. He brought me into the case a lot closer than most detectives do. And he explained to me that sometime between... 9 p.m. soon after I talked to her that night, and 8 a.m. the next morning, which would have been September 28th, I think, um, somebody had either broken in or already been there and raped and suffocated her. Um, so just within those first 12 hours, I mean, I was shocked, of course, by being told my daughter was murdered, and I thought for sure my life was going to end because when you hear those words, I mean, it just feels like the darkness is just going to keep enveloping you and enveloping you and you can't breathe and you feel like you just want to wake up and you can't wake up or anything. And the other thing that happened, which was hopeful along with meeting Jeff, was they told me that we had DNA. So I thought, oh, DNA, well, at least we'll find the killer. And here we are at 13 years, over 3,000 suspects have DNA has been compared to the killers or the you know um, crime scene DNA with no match. And after two years, when we had over 800 suspects whose DNA didn't match, I thought I'd need to get the story beyond Tulsa. And so I stopped in cities. I talked to media. I've had over 180 local, unbelievable reporters gift us with stories. I go to the the city center. I try to find a meeting place to meet with the homicide families. And it started off being because we kept not getting our DNA match. And so it really started off being tips, but it's become more so 
about connecting with the homicide families and also educating people. And it's another way that it keeps me going. You know, and it's just never be surprised. I mean, I was surprised that I got jealous of other homicide families because their murders got served, you know, and I felt that was silly. But, you know, you you have every single emotion that can be imagined. You're going to be angry. You're going to be sad. You're going to be jealous. You're going to feel left out. And it's just human emotions, and you have to feel them. You can find out more about Maggie's To Catch a Killer Caravan and hear more stories from StoryCorps Oklahoma at kosu.org.